Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Shoots and Ladders, a wrestling podcast where we are exploring whether or not the most famous event in wrestling history, the Montreal Screwjob, was actually a work or not. How are we going to do that? Well, we're re-watching all the wrestling that we can from... <laughs> 30, 30 years. years ago. I was going to say, I was going to be like, when did we start from 30 years ago? We are covering today, for those that don't know, April 24th, 1993, and April 26th, 1993. A very special Monday Night Raw and a very eh, uh, subpar Superstars episode. Jen? Pat? Let me get this out of the way early. We appreciate everybody that's listening. Like us at BLC underscore pod. At Shoots and Ladders Pod, both on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Where else are we, Jen? We're on Instagram at Shoots underscore underscore N underscore underscore ladders. And we rarely post, but sometimes do. <laughs> so <laughs> follow us, and the more people that follow us, the more posts that may come. In terms of our email, you can reach us at Becky Left the Chat at gmail.com. Write all that out there. And for today, as we do every week when we rewatch our wrestling, there's a word that we look for, and I am going to go ahead and give you the opportunity to take three guesses as to what my word of the week is, Jen. Uneventful. Wrong. Nuptials. Close. <laughs> Heenan. Engagement. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. It means different things. Different things to different people. However, there is an engagement that occurs on Monday Night Raw as the main event, which we found out later on did not turn into anything other than an engagement on a Monday Night Raw. So let's dive into it, Jen. Give me the rundown. April 24th and April 26th, 1993. What the hell happened? Okay, so April 24th, 1993, episode of Superstars, filmed April 6th at the Tucson Civic Center in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. Um, so we got our usual guys, we got our Macho Man, our Vince McMahon, and our Jerry the King Lawler. We start with, this is just all shit matches, there's nothing, there's no... It's all shit. Okay, so <laughs> the first match is HBK um, versus Dale Wolf. Uh, so <laughs> then we get an event center with Mean Gene. Sorry, I'm not on my game today. You're giving me the look like you're not on your game. Yeah, I'm like, and you're right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on my game. I'm not. Um, event center with Mean Gene. We got a dating video from Crush. Um, awesome video, by the way. Yeah, we got a Steiner Brothers squash match. We get a Bam Bam Bigelow interview in the arena with Raymond Rougeau. Raymond Rougeau. Inter- interrupted immediately by Sensational Sherry, mm-hmm. where then Bam Bam decides to domestically abuse her, even though it's not really domestic because they don't live together. And then Tatanka comes out and saves Sherry. I believe you said, quote, Bam Bam laid hands on Sherry. <laughs> End quote. Yeah, I did. Tito Santana match. Damien Demento match. Um, 
the smoking guns are coming. We get a smoking Hello. guns promo the first one. What's up? Scissor me, daddy ass. Whoa. I know. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. No, you need to keep that. That was funny. <laughs> um, getting in the ring commercial, we got, not only do we have guns. Mm-hmm. That are smoking. That are smoking, riding in on horseback, but we also got the king of the ring coming. Loved it. Um, yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan match. A Gorilla Monsoon update, because we have no more Sean Mooney. Bye-bye. Um, so, Lex's forearm just keeps on knocking out everybody. And now we're going to watch it. We're going to watch it at the WrestleMania brunch, him <laughs> knock out Brett. Um, and we're going to get an interview with Lex. Okay? All right? It's a Tonka match. That never occurred. It never occurs because he's getting beat up in... Assaulted by Bam Bam and Bigelow. as Vince McMahon says, the locker room area, which is really the hallway, mm-hmm. um, by Bam, Bam, and then Bam Bam cuts his hair. Uh, Mr. Hughes match. As Vince would like you to know, a big bad ombre. Mr. Hughes match, it's important to, to note, there was a Harvey Whippleman promo where he is offering his services. To Mr. Hughes. <laughs> I felt like that was really important no, to remind you. No, that is important. You're going to have to come in and remind me of things. My notes are Because shit. I was laughing so hard. I rewound it. <laughs> I was like, yo, Harvey Wibbleman is just out here cutting promos. Like, yo, Mr. Hughes, come be my guy. And as we're watching it, you're like, I don't understand. Like, who's Mr. Hughes? And then two seconds later, they go, Mr. Hughes, a former bodyguard. Well, I wanted to know what his profession was. That's Clearly what I said. He's a bodyguard. What, what is his job? Clearly, he's a bodyguard. Okay. He won. He, he looks like a like a secret service agent, like yeah. wannabe type thing. I think I said, is but. he like a security detail or something? But yeah. Um. Then we get teased that next week we'll have a King of the Ring qualifying match between Doink and Mister Perfect. Monday Night Raw, April twenty sixth, nineteen ninety three. Vince McMahon, Macho Man, and. We're going to swap out a Rob Bartlett for a Bobby Heenan. Mm-hmm. Um, the draw for this night is Crush versus Lex Luger. But we start with Damien Demento in the ring. Mm-hmm. We got a Damien Demento situation versus Mr. Perfect. Obviously, Mr. Perfect wins that. Um, we have... We cut to a young lady named Jasmine McNeil. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe she's 11. Um, and she reads a poem titled, There's No Hope With Dope. And at the end, the undertaker pops up behind her and lets you know that there's no hope with dope. Um, it is... If, if you watch anything from this episode, like if you're like, let me just look through this. Please watch this. This just... You have to. The poem is about this little girl, and I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great poem that this little girl wrote about not hoping on dope, and it's, it's written from her funeral, where all of her family members are upset with her for doping up. But also, <laughs> they steal from 1991's Day by the Bell episode, the title being There's No Hope With Dope, so like, maybe we just could have, like, I don't know, not done that like that we're also surrounded by people that are clearly doing drugs in their fanny packs just saying not saying keep going (sighs) okay bobby heenan has a scoop he wants you to know about um someone in the crowd getting engaged tonight or attempting to um lex luger crush Mm -hmm. multiple doinks there's a forearm situation 
I think you know how that ends. Um, we get teased two King of the Ring qualifying matches, one on Superstars that we talked about already, Mr. Perfect and Doink, and then one on Wrestling Challenge, which we do not rewatch because, frankly, it's not on Peacock, and, um, so we might have to run in just to catch these qualifying matches to see if we can find them on YouTube. Maybe we'll do that. You just looked at me like, that sounds insane, but, um... Well, but aren't they on Superstars? Oh, uh, Bob Backlund versus Lex Luger's on Wrestling Challenge. Bob Backlin likes Luger's on Wrestling Challenge, yeah. I bet you they show it, though, but we'll, we'll, we'll find it. We'll find it. Well, let's see. Um, before we find it, we'll see if they show it. Um, I don't even know if we can find it. It might be on YouTube. Uh, Mr. Hughes versus Jason Knight. More Mr. Hughes. Then we get an in-ring interview with Shawn Michaels, uh, with Vince McMahon, where there's a very clear, um, I'd say distractingly loud Shawn is gay chant happening. It's true. Right? Um, and we'll, we'll go back to this when we when we get into it more. But uh, that happens, and then he riles up Mr. Perfect, and there's a, an altercation. Um, we pan into the crowd where Howard Cross and Joey Smith, two New York Giants, sit. New York Giants. Mm-hmm. I said, have you heard of them? And you said, you have heard of Howard Cross. Then they replay the whole Bam Bam Sherry Tatanka drama. Then we, we get an old friend come back. Typhoon comes out. Typhoon Von Cross. Um, he's back. And then for the end of the episode, we get our proposal. Um, that is insane. <laughs> you so you feel so bad for these two. You could tell that they just felt super awkward. Bobby Heenan just trolling them. Hilarious, but brutal. Um, it's tough. Paul it's... and Louise do get engaged, and. Uh, We'll get back into that, too. And that's how this ends. We get teased that next week we will get an intercontinental match. Shawn Michaels, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Which Hacksaw Jim Duggan Ayo. basically talks about how he's the American role model and Shawn Michaels is not. So it's... Uh... Ooh. He said he'd be worried if he had a young daughter or was trying to pose for a magazine, but he ain't mer- worried being in a wrestling ring-, ring with this guy. So That's a vibe. It's a vibe. And, uh, you know... It is what it is. I think we should break this down to two segments. Let's get into the matches that we saw. Um, we saw one real match, I would say. Yep. That's yep. the Luger uh, crush match. I thought it was actually a good match. Um, but again... It was. It was a 14-minute match. It's a good match. No real juice to why they're wrestling. Except this is, again, right. to continue the Doink promo. I feel like anyone that has... Uh, you know, the Doink crush feud. I just feel like right. anyone that's kind of... Seen this play, has consistently uh, <laughs> seen it swirling down the drain. At this point, we know there was multiple Doinks that were uh, attacking Crush at the WrestleMania. And now, again, Doink is in the balcony, screwing with Crush, who might have had the match. Uh, I did like the... Yeah, I do always like the, the Crush finisher. It's so silly, right? I'm just going to crush your head. There's a lot of compliance that needs to be involved on both parties in order to make that work. Yeah. I like that he lifts Luger straight over his head and mm-hmm. kind of like does like a press. He does like a he's like a press strong, yeah. with Luger and then throws him like he's a and Luger's like six foot six. He's a big dude. And he's a he's Lex Luger is humongous. A big dude and crushes like this is so, no big deal for me. I was so like, I mean it's really that's displaying. a strong motherfucker. Holy yeah. shit, he was strong. Um Did you know that both of these men are proponents of integrated and conditioning program? I could bro. For everybody that loves their body, Tatanka was just working out. Mm-hmm. He's going to need more because I have a feeling Tatanka Bam Bam is going to be a thing at some point down the line. He didn't even get a match this week, Tatanka, because he got squashed by Bam Bam in the back. 
in terms of the other matches we had, we had just had a lot of, um, we need to talk about the next promos, the next matches, the next things. Mr. Mm-hmm. Hughes had two different matches where he's a prized wrestling possession from all managers of all types. Right. Uh, we're still doing this whole manager angle thing, which I think kind of fizzles in the next year. Not that there aren't managers because Jim Cornette's still there and other people, but it's the I idea mean, that like people are going to sign with a manager. There's still managers now. No, but... It's it, still Paul No, 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 no. Let me finish. It's the idea that people are going to sign with a manager. Okay, okay. You remember, like, it's like, we're all going to... Mm-hmm. You, you choose one of us six managers that have room to, to grab you. Like, that whole idea right. changes. It, not, not that there aren't managers. There's always going to be managers because it's part of the game. So, but, because know. I didn't watch it then. Like, back in the 80s and, the, like, even before, like the 70s and stuff, did every wrestler have a quote-unquote manager? I think what it was was that a lot of the heels had managers. Gotcha. And the manager would act as, you know, similar to Paul Heyman now, they'd act as kind of like the hype man, the spokesperson, that sort of deal. Because you needed that because, obviously, you're a bad guy. So you need, you know, and then it would keep the heel managers working, keep everybody working together. And then that's how you create different stables. I just remember seeing multiple different, you know, versions of the same thing where it's like, oh, here's this new, oh, who's going to sign? Like, which manager are you going to get? You're going to take Bobby Heenan. You know, and like, which manager you take, too? Because there, there was face managers, too. But then that's what you're aligned with, right? When we watched uh, Macho Man's first match, and then like all the heel managers yep. ran out to try and sign him. <laughs> like, that, that, that's what I'm saying. This is such like a wrestling trope because yeah. the manager then brings you immediate credibility with the audience, right? If you if Bobby Heenan is your manager, people know what you're about, right? Bobby Heenan's not going to manage, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And vice versa. So I think this is kind of like towards the end of that, which is, I mean, it's just here we are with regular people, and then all of a sudden we have like, well, who's going to get Mr. Hughes and manage him? It's like, no, Ted DiBiase, when he becomes a manager, he just buys everybody. He's like, this is my stable of people that I bought. Like, that's what I'm managing, people that I bought, not the other way around. I mean, everybody has a price, though. <sighs> Tell me about it. I think uh, I think two of these people that were in a feud backstage may one day have a price. Mm-hmm. Think about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thinking about it. In terms of matches, any other highlights? Any other thing you want to hit? Like I said, we had two mm-hmm. Hughes matches. Mr. Hughes is going to be the, the hot commodity. We had Shawn Michaels in a squash match. We had Typhoon in a squash match. We had all these, just basically, squash matches. And one real match. Um, let me see. In my notes here, um, I have Michigan as my note for a Steiner match. Uh- <laughs> well, they, they had a whole discussion about going to Michigan. Yes, they did. We, we They had a whole, you should go and check out a football game one day. And then you'll understand what Michigan's really about. And it's like, okay. Oh, or just, you know. It is what it is, I guess. Michigan. Go Wolverines. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, they're all just what they are, right? Like, I, I don't know. There's a there's a weasel chant for Bobby Heenan during the Mr. Perfect Damien Demento match when it first starts. Um, yeah, that's actually two people we know, though. We yeah, know, we no, know it Damien is. It, yeah, we do both. We, knew, we know both of them. Um, Mr. Perfect knocks out the cameraman during that match. That was fun. That That is fun. Obviously, he wins. Um, yeah, because yeah. he's a face at this point. But the, the only other thing I would say, you know, the, my main takeaway was the outside the match events. That Bam Bam, Sherry, <laughs> Tatanka situation. As we're watching that, I'm like, all they needed to do was do this exact same thing, except have it be Shawn Michaels and have it be two months earlier. And then you have the feud between Shawn Michaels and Tatanka have juice. So I'm like, immediately, this feud... 
that hasn't even started already means something. Because you're like, look at Batman being shitty to Sherry, right? Sherry's out there yelling at Luna, right? So I understand, like, you can go backwards and say, okay, well, the Tatanka, Shawn Michaels thing, because we introduced Luna, then that's why now, since Luna's going to be with Batman, but Luna was just with Shawn Michaels. So the, the whole circle of, like, this is how you needed, like, I'm you just know, looking at it going, this is how you created that juice. There's real juice there now, because you're like, damn, like, yeah. he came out to save Shari, and then he gets his ass kicked backstage. So now we have... And we know, just because we, we know, because this is 30 years old, that Luna winds up with a lot of Bam Bam, but... Um, At the time, it's not that case. It's no, going to be. No, but it's going to be very soon. Right. Because I don't think Luna has ever wished uh, appeared with Shawn Michaels no. on TV. That's um, why I was so surprised when watching it. I forgot. Yeah. You know, I wonder if there was plans to have Sherry more involved, like coming out with Tatanka or something like that happening. But Sean hurt himself, so he was gone for like six weeks before WrestleMania or eight weeks or whatever. So that could be true. I mean, there was enough time to like work with that on Raw a little bit, and they just wouldn't have gotten to it because... You know, he wasn't there. So. I mean, it's possible. I mean, anything is possible in the World Wrestling Federation. Anything is. And also, I don't want to talk about WrestleMania anymore. I don't want to King think about this WrestleMania anymore. I am blinders on, looking at King of the Ring. So that's number one. We had this Tatanka Bam Bam situation. Number two thing I need to talk about outside the ring is this fucking Jack Tunney medical report. Oh, yeah. we didn't, I didn't really get into it. I'm not this. understanding about the clown shoes fucking people that are there in Stanford, Connecticut the heads of WWE. Like, how do you not know that this man has a metal plate installed in his fucking forearm from the motorcycle accident that derailed him last year but from they, joining the organization? But didn't they show it? Like, they oh, showed, they showed it and then yeah. they, like, put the x-ray over, like, superimposed mm-hmm. it over the screen. It looks so ridiculous. But, like, come on, man. Do your homework. This guy clearly needs to wear an elbow bed. Yeah, well, yeah. So, my favorite part of the whole thing still <laughs> is when we're just, we're, we're these giant steroided up manses talking about brunches we're just all in on brunch everybody's talking about the fucking wrestlemania this wrestlemania brunch and then they finally showed footage from the wrestlemania brunch bret hart randomly coughs and then all of a sudden gets clacked in the back of the head just clapped cheeks hit the ground clapped clapping cheats on him unbelievable Unbelievable! This fucking WrestleMania brunch, Jen. I want to go. Jen, we're still doing the WrestleMania brunch. <laughs> I want to be at this brunch. It was not a real what brunch. Was it was served. Was it pancakes? I'll tell you what was, was served. It chicken and waffles. I'll tell you what was served. It was eggs with a side of forearms. Okay, because that's what Brett got. All right, he got he got two eggs and then one motherfucking forearm right to the side of his head. He got clapped. He got knocked down. I saw him. It was disgusting. There was discussions that that forearm was then concussed Bret Hart, which is why he lost the match. I would disagree, but hey, I don't know. I wasn't there. This is the fucking bullshit that I'm being fed right now. Manses should not run in on other manses at brunches. If you're in brunch, that should be a safe space. Can we agree to that going forward? I would agree, yeah. Brunches is a safe <laughs> environment. It reminded me of a Macho Man and Elizabeth's wedding where out of nowhere there's just a snake... A snake just appears. And then we, you know, like, Undertaker and Jake the Snake just throwing fucking snakes everywhere. Like, yo, don't put snakes in a fucking wedding present. That's number one. Number two, don't fuck with mans at brunches. Like, let, the, the let, the guy, let him live. <laughs> no. Let him have a brunch. I never understood why this guy's going to this brunch. Why are you going to this brunch on the day that you're defending your title? Why are you going to a fucking brunch? Let alone, why are you going to turn... fuel up for the day. Why are you going to turn your back on the podium at the brunch? Like, you know everybody's coming for you at any point. 
this brunch could devolve into a wrestling event. I know one thing about Vincent K. McMahon. He loves drama. And you know what? Boom. Bret Hart, there you are, giving you a little fucking speech to your people at your goddamn brunch. Everybody had a buffet style. Hopefully you like the runny eggs. Whatever. All of a sudden you cough. Boom. You clap with the forearm. Like, dude. That's like my rule for 2023 and going forward in life. Like, leave Manzes alone at brunch. Just wait till after brunch. Wait till after brunch. Right? I just don't get it. That's me. That's my brunch thing. I don't understand how, how, how Lex Luger is still allowed to even wrestle at WrestleMania after attacking the champion at, at such a brunch. We were at a brunch. <laughs> it was a non-sanctioned wrestling event. It was a sanctioned brunch, non-sanctioned for any violence. And the man was the man was hit in the back of the head by another man's at this brunch. Unacceptable to me. Unacceptable to me. As a person, I felt really bad for Bret Hart because I'm like, yo, I don't think this is going to work out well for you because you were just assaulted at a brunch a few hours before you're going to face Yokozuna. So, in my opinion, that was a really big story. And we buried the lead because apparently the way we're going to interpret this is you are allowed to have this steel rod because it's part of your body. That was the ruling by Jack Tunney. Well, they can't take it out. It's they can't like take a it out of his body. So it's a medical thing. But you know what? We're just going to go ahead and not act like you didn't fucking clap people with this fucking forearm. So, I have a feeling there could be an elbow pad in the future. I don't know. Okay. Just saying. Last thing. Thing number one. This Bam Bam situation. Thing number two. Lex Luger and the WrestleMania brunch heard around the world. What? Where am I going with thing number three? Um, is it the proposal? It's a fucking proposal. Okay. We get on Monday Night Raw, and we find that we don't have Bartlett anymore. Fine, great, okay, Bobby B, bye. I mean, it's my guy Bobby. Bobby, goodbye. Goodbye. Now Bobby Heenan shows up. A better Bobby. Doing Heenan-like things. And here's the thing about Heenan, is that he starts heckling this fucking couple the whole time. He heckles them the whole fucking time. But they don't know. They don't know. I don't know a lot about life, but I think that the only people that should get engaged... At a wrestling event are actual wrestlers. Whether it's real or kayfabe, let the wrestlers do it. Leave the engagement. From you know, if we learned anything, just like just like if I you, mean, you're, how do you know that they're not aspiring wrestlers? Paul and Louise. I know that Paul and Louise didn't make it to the altar. That's what I know. Well, we did find. And, and I know that if they're if they're the 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 canary in the coal mine, so to speak, for fans getting engaged at wrestling, one you got heckled. Two, you got called out. Three, Vince McMahon don't give no fucks. Like, that shit lives forever on Peacock. Forever. If you got kids right now, and you're like, yo, I mean, look, we know the guy loves wrestling. Like, yo, man, your kids can go and look and see, like, yo, here you are. Acting a fool with Bobby Heenan at a wrestling event. For real. Like, it wasn't fake. You did that for real. And hearing the story about how he just fucking called Bruce Pritchard, just calling people... It, har- it, it harkens back to just the greatness of the 90s where it's just literally like, yeah, there was a phone book and then there was a phone number in it, right? There's a magazine that says call this number for the headquarters and you call the number and then there's like a receptionist who's like, yeah, I'll like give this guy the message and if the guy answered, like such a simpler time, right? Like now you're not going to get his personal cell phone number to get in touch with him. You might get his office line and he's never going to pick up his office phone, you know? Pretty interesting. <sighs> Tough. We're gonna, I think they do an interview. Don't they do like an interview or something with those people like later on? 
Or no, that's it. There's the proposal. I feel like they do an interview like next week, the following week. Like I oh, feel I like don't we know. come back because it's obviously the same show that they're still filming. Me? Oh, I th- I don't. I guess we'll find out next week. We'll I find out know. next week. But this is this was the end after the typhoon match, which I mean I feel bad for my man typhoon. I mean him and earthquake when we jumped in and started doing this podcast, they were kind of they had the titles. There were some heels. Now it's just kind of like, hey man, you're out here, and we're just gonna talk over your match with Hacksaw Jim Duncan on the phone. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I felt bad for him too, but I was happy to see him back. I feel you know? like I feel like Typhoon was one of those people that I saw like the house shows that I went to when I was younger. A couple, I think I went to like one or two. Because it's just like again, he's just a guy that you're like, oh, Typhoon, that's a huge human being. That's a big human, big man. You see him, that's cool. It's like you were talking about with Crush and Lex Luger. Like, yeah, it might not have been the greatest technical wrestling match, but like seeing a dude that big throw another dude that big over his body and drop him must have been a really cool thing to see. You know what I mean? It was cool to like, see on TV. Strong man shit. So I'm sure. Yeah. Impro- you know, it, that match, I was like, oh, that's probably going to be a pretty whatever match. And it was actually a good match. It was good. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was entertained the whole time. Hopefully the Shawn Michaels, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan match doesn't disappoint. I'm sure it won't. I have high hopes. I don't, I don't know if it's next week or the week after, but I know that one of my favorite early Raw moments is coming. When Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels get into a fight, like right in the beginning of Raw, right outside the Manhattan Center, and Mr. Perfect throws Shawn th- like on top of and through the windshield of Howard Fink- Howard Finkel's car. car. Yeah, his real car, yeah. His real car, and he didn't know it was going to... Yeah. Um, and apparently the cops in the background were real cops, like not realizing that they were filming a wrestling... Like the whole thing is so ridiculous, and it makes me really happy, and I love it, and... I think it might be next week. Possible. I, yeah. I don't recall exactly when that is, but that's coming. I know, um, too, we're going to get some, uh, some of the kid is going to show up and it's going to remind you that jobber matches do matter. Mm-hmm. That's coming any minute now. S- super excited about that. So the last thing here is let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> the <laughs> life imitating art from 30 years later. There is a chant going on in the crowd. Sean is gay. Bobby the Brain Heenan, just like the NBC commentators coming over the top <laughs> about um, an F. Joe Biden chant that happened. And also, like, a chant for Razor Ramon last week that Vince uh-huh. says they're chanting for Virgil. Right. They're just, because we mentioned <laughs> this again, it's just like, it, it's almost like a watch now where you're like, watch them just completely change the narrative of what is being said you can audibly hear, right? Yeah. Sean is gay. He goes... Sean is great. Oh, they, not what we they're, heard. they're chanting Sean is great. I feel like when Bobby says things like that, though, it's to not be taken seriously. He knows you're not going to believe it. It's just him playing his character of, like, always working for the heel. I get it, but it's just when the idea. When Vince did it, I mean, that guy's trying to get me to believe that that crowd was chanting Virgil when I heard them say Razor. Like, it, this is not... What, what were those two <laughs> words that you heard one or the other? It was like... Berenstein? No, no, no. Remember, like, we'd play it on, um, it's like on the internet. Like, it's like a sound I don't bite. remember, but yeah, I remember what you're saying, you know, where we listened to that like a million times, and I forget what it was. Like, one person heard one thing at one audible level, and another person and heard something else at a different audible sounded level. sounded nothing alike. Um, nothing alike. So, that's kind of what I feel like they're trying to do to us. But yeah, I was actually going to bring that up too. Uh, I thought that was funny. That interview is pretty good. Um, because there is a whole Sean is gay chant, which again, that's such a 1990s thing that yes. there'd even be a Sean is gay chant. Um, and I think that he calls out people in the audience. 
he basically says, oh, I saw you at that parade in Washington. And I think he's, <laughs> I think he's alluding to, um, like a gay, like a gay rights parade. Mm-hmm. And then they start the whole place. Everybody in the place is screaming. Sean is gay. And it just wouldn't, it just, can you imagine these guys an insult now? Like it would it's never tough. happen. It's, it's, t- um, it's, it, it's tough watching it, seeing it and just him like kind of smiling and going with the whole thing. You're like, man, it's tough. Like, what are you going to do? And back then, Nothing. I mean, yeah. He got Not that. Good. He's going to get that for years. He's the Sean is gay. Oh yeah. My favorite is when he gets that and then he just goes and kisses Triple H. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he does, he does, he does call. a playgirl for Christ's sake. Like, what are we saying? I don't think he gives he a shit. He leans into it. He leans he all the way into it. Shit. Yeah, no, he He's like, care. fine, man. Call me gay. Because that is the greatest angle when Bret Hart is just trying to throw that in his face. And he's just like, he's I don't, like, give I don't fuck. care. He's like, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I am the sexy boy. Yeah, like, I don't like, I don't care. I don't like, give cares? a fuck. I don't care. Anything else you took from this little snippet of wrestling nostalgia heaven? Um. No, like, let's just keep this moving. I think, I think we've said all we can say. Are you ready for the King of the Ring? I'm excited about this. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's I'm fun. ready. I'm ready for it. I don't remember much. I remember obviously who wins and what happens at the end, but I don't really remember the qualifying matches or the the matches up to the last match, so I don't know what to expect. I'm excited to see that it the, like the qualifying matches start at like 5 minute time limits because I know it's like the matches I think are like 10 minute 15 minute time limits and then they are, go to like 30 or 20 and then they go to like 30 and I think the last one's like an hour like that's the time limit because they announced it specifically um spoiler alert because maybe one match ends in a tie um um I don't know if it's this year or if it's next year I know at some point in the King of the Ring like a match ends in a tie where they're like it's a tiebreaker or it just like ends in like a DQ because like it's they, a DQ they run, out they run out of time right yep. um I think it happens a couple times actually um, do you remember, because I don't, if your WWF champion shows up? I, I, I actually, I do recall this. So at this time as a child, we were big into the hard stuff. The was hard a, stuff? I was like in, vodka? I was into whole milk. Oh. <laughs> and on my whole milk carton was a picture of one Terry Hulk Hogan. Where is he? Because on my Saturday morning superstars, when I was having my Fruit Loops, couldn't find him. When I was making my macaroni and cheese late at night, as a kid, a 10-year-old, right? Too late eating my mac and cheese. <laughs> adding my little whole milk, my little red milk, my little Dairyland red, pouring that in right on the side. You sniff it first. Where's Hulk Hogan? You got to, because you got to eat. <laughs> that cardboard, you never know. Like, where is he? I don't know. And Jen, I don't know. We didn't even mention him. We didn't even mention that he's the champion. We have not had any... The only discussion we had is about this motherfucking WrestleMania brunch. And how the prior <laughs> champion got hit in the head during the fucking brunch. That's all we talked about. Did he lose the championship from the brunch? I don't know. Then we talked about Yokozuna. Whether or not... Last week, whether or not he should or shouldn't be champion. That's as far as we've got with the champion talk. We use nothing else. I don't know where the belt is. I don't know what it looks like. I haven't seen Hulk Hogan. I don't know anything more than that. I do know Ted DiBiase out here not fucking around. That's what we know last week. He's not fucking around. He, he'll defend his belt. I see Strat. We're going to go ahead and cheat to kick people because Shawn Michaels is out here. He's going to defend his strap. 
But I don't know anything more about Chimanzas. I've seen them on my milk carts. That's all I know. What do you know about your champion? Back in the day when there were only three belts. Um, yeah, now they just go. I don't under, know. I don't know. That's why I asked. Now they go. <laughs> now they go. We're just going to make another belt. Like, we've just decided that, like, clearly we all know as an audience, Roman Reigns is not going to lose his belt. So we're going to create a new belt. We're just going to make a new belt. It's fine. It's going to take someone at least another year and a half to beat Roman Reigns, right? So he did, so he breaks Hulk Hogan's record and goes 1,500 days. It's going to take at least another year and a half. At least another year and a half. So we're going to make a new belt. Just start a new thing. New legacy. Here. Um, <laughs> listen, who is your winner of the week? My winner of the week? I mean, I think it's pretty easy. I, it's real easy. My winner of the week is Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, shit. Yeah. That motherfucker just fucking... <laughs> as racist as it is, he's like, I'm going to scalp the Tonka. Like, I'm going to take his hair. Like, this is, that made no sense. I'm just going to take his hair. Right? It's not He's not Bianca Belair. Like, you're just you're taking some... Like, what, what are we doing? He's got a fucking mohawk, bro. It's not that big a deal. So he's fucking cut some of his hair. He's scary as fuck. That hair is dyed red to symbolize he's scary. the soul of the entire Native American nation. He's scary as fuck. And on in public, he committed acts laying hands on a woman. Didn't really take a lot of flack for it. Still has a job. Bam, bam, big one. Who's your winner? I have to agree with you. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't think the fact that he's beating up ladies is great. No, um, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not supporting any of his actions i'm just saying the guy won like the guy the guy's got some juice now like i want to see him fight tatanka like he's scary he's instantly become the number one yeah like since, since he's been around like it's like yo here's giant gonzalez this is a giant like blah 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 and it's like bro i'm more scared of bam, <laughs> blah 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 i'm more scared of bam bam bigelow right now oh yeah than a fucking giant gonzalez i mean he has the best drop kicks um yeah i agree who lost the week for you Um, Louise. I mean, the shit Bobby was saying about poor Louise in the crowd. It's tough. Yeah. That's a tough hit. That's an L. She took an L. You know who else took an L? <laughs> who? The Undertaker. I'm going to tell you why. The Undertaker standing by that kid as if he's ready to undertake that child's life. <laughs> okay? No hope with dope. Like, yo, my guy. There's no hope with dope. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Like, I... I Oh my god. It's a lot. It's a lot. What did Zach Morris think? He thought it was a continuation of a commercial they'd already shot. Mm -hmm. A PSA they'd already shot is what he thought. Yeah. But, I mean, that was a moving essay that we're just throwing on Monday Night Raw. Put that on Superstars, maybe. Like, Supers, put that Saturday morning. Like, I don't need that in the evening. And there's a special shout out. Bobby Heenan, you're back, bro. Welcome. I know. We out here. I know. I'm excited for the three-man booth. We got Robert. We got... Match. We got Vinny Mac, Vino Mac, Fine Wine, Three Man Booth. We're out yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already. Um, I mean, this episode basically sucked, but the commentary was better. So I agree. I'm here. They're here for it. We're here for it. It's we're just about to turn the corner. I think really once we get to King of the Ring, it's like. <laughs> I wonder how long we're gonna be. I feel like we've been saying that for like a year. It no. feels like it feels like we are though. It feels like the corner's turning. It is. I mean, we have you know you know it's we have raw now. A least. lot of this is like a roller coaster though, and it's like when you start on the roller coaster and you go, you start to go up and it's slow. I don't like it. 
and you just are you keep... on a, are you on like the cyclone like a wooden creek yeah you're just creaking up and you just keep mm-hmm. thinking every time like we're almost there we're almost there it's gonna go faster and you start looking to the left and right and you're like go really high like what the fuck like left and right because pretty soon we're gonna hit that that top and then once it goes we're just we're off and it's gonna be cool because it's gonna be I know for a fact that some of the most enjoyable Monday Night Raw is going to be Razor Ramon every week coming out throwing fucking money. Yeah. That he wants to fight the one two three kid again. Yes. I know that there's a great, I think we've talked about it before, there's a great Rick Martel IC match in here somewhere. It's a great Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels match coming up at some mm-hmm. point. There's great Bret Hart stuff. We got the King of the Ring is around the corner. We're going to get to the SummerSlam, which is going to see one of my favorite finishes of all time and the belt uh, potentially going back. Don't remember, I'm not gonna spoil it. I actually don't. So. Um, and then we're gonna get into like Survivor Series and next WrestleMania is one of the better WrestleManias, right? We got ladder matches, we got all sorts of shit. So it's really like if you look at the, the clock, go, we're really we're moving. We're gonna lose some more friends along the way to WCW, but the new gen's starting to heat up. And I mean, if, if the new gen is the first book in in you know, let, let's say a five book series, right? And and the attitude era is kind of the end, you know, each book being a year, like it's a little slow to get going. It is. 93 is a little slow to get going. To get going, but I feel like 93 is probably one. But once the, we're 95. Of the, of the better, like the mid, like it's getting to the part where it's going to be. Yeah, really. but once we're 95, 96, that's like peak shit. Like 96, 97 is peak shit. That's peak. That's awesome. Oh, people hate 95, 96. I love it. It's fine. We enjoy it because but, it's just um, so silly. And I love there's it so, so much behind the scenes stuff. And then, you know, we're barreling towards 97. I mean, we're here and the 97 goes into the 98. 98's the five-year book. And you're like, look at this. This is fucking great. But we appreciate everybody. We appreciate you sticking sticking with yeah, us. Yeah, if sticking you're still around. listening, thank you for and if you, listening. if you just found us, enjoy. Download some back episodes. Listen to what you want to listen to. Uh, this is a uh, promposal. <sighs> it doesn't go so well. I'm calling it a promposal because they never made it to the big dance. It doesn't really fucking matter. Right. What are you talking about? Jim? Oh, Paul and Louise. Paul and Louise. Yeah. Just remember, if I'm going to take one thing from this event, <laughs> don't turn your back at a brunch. Oh, bye. Bye. Bye.